And this is Randy's number one Andy, a songwriter for comedy. Got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walking a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say holla. It's probably not here, out trying to raise his daughter. So we'll just tune in to 3SPN, keep the sock puppet nation, let the party begin. Pop Pop, Petey Romain, top of the list, JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips, might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit, might be just trying to help you get a nice big young bitch, you have an opinion, let's hear it, do it proper, the world may suck, but I like it, I want you, Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet, if you're dropping our names, now let's come together, there's nothing else to say, let's start the show, Randolph hit him with the, hey! Hope you guys are feeling good, you fucking freeloaders. It's free. It's freeloader time. Randolph <laughs> Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Chris Lamberth. Hey, three guys on. Chris Lamberth. Chris Lamberth is still here with us. Yeah, if you freeloaders were listening on Monday, if you were patrons, you would have heard him then, too. You would have heard him then, you fucking freeloaders. I read a sonnet. Fucking you did read a sonnet. fucking guys didn't hear it. Yeah. You read a sonnet. That you wrote. Yeah, I wrote it. Yeah, this, uh, you read your own sonnet that you wrote. Cheap you wrote a fucks. sonnet, read a sonnet. He wrote Sorry. a sonnet right here. Yeah. And then he read it. Yeah. We like put him on the spot and everything. We were like, we don't, we don't believe you can write a sonnet right off the top of your head and read it. And he I'll write a sonnet right it. now. Right. Fucking write a sonnet right Shit. Pulled his book out. Shit. Got to watch. watch. Watch him write a sonnet. Don't believe me. Just watch. Come on. And then he just Whoa, wrote whoa. It. I didn't do that. And then when he finished writing the sonnet, he picked up the microphone and dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> It was a mic drop moment. Don't believe me, just watch. Can we sing that? Can you sing Bruno Mars? I don't see why not. I'm not, there's no music playing. I mean, he's. Technically, you're, you know what I mean? It's a public, it's a public thing. It's a no, public it's not even that. Point. It's not even public domain or anything like that. It's just the fact that, is he, you know, he's appropriating. Is he? Oh, is he? No. Is he? <laughs> he's harmless. Yeah, he's harmless. People are just mad that he beat Kendrick. Yeah. That's all yeah. that's ever been about. People are just mad that he beat Kendrick. Yeah, but could he kick Kendrick's ass, though? No. And you kick my ass. Kendrick, not beat shit out of Kendrick. All that book learning. <laughs> book reading. I can count, too. Yeah, one, two, four, five. I count my Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> beat shit out of Kendrick. <clears throat> so, welcome back on this Thursday. Chris, how are we feeling? Good. Come to my show at if you're if you live in uh, the Lehigh, Pennsylvania area. I'm at Steel Stacks tonight doing some jokes, eating some half price Easter candy. Yeah, because it'll be yeah it'll be over it'll by be then. past Easter. Some Reese's yeah. eggs. Oh my god, dude! Cadbury. Oh, that's the best. Reese's peanut. You know this is really fat of me, but it's like. <laughs> I thought it would be too fat of me to try it, but I was doing some laundry, and you know those Reese's Big Cups, yeah, yeah, where they have the Reese's peanut butter, Reese's Reese's pieces inside. Yeah, I've never had those. Really fucking good. Are they good? Really good. Uh, how can they be bad? Yeah, 
I was always, I'm always the peanut butter cup guy. Like that's my yeah, favorite. Those are the ones. They used to have these uh, the Reese's bites where they were little balls, like the Hershey products, but yeah. they were just tiny balls. Yeah. And that was the best incarnation of the Reese's candy, and they discontinued it. And you know what they had years ago, which what's that? they discontinued. They brought back a different version, which was not as good. They had Reese's peanut butter cups, but with crunchy peanut butter inside. Not creamy peanut butter, crunchy. They have it with the now they have this thing with like a cookie in the in the inside. It. I'm yeah. talking about crunchy, like crunchy peanut butter you buy at the store. Yeah, they they still have it. No, it's different. Is it's it? different. It's not what it used to be. Okay, all right. I'll, that was I'll my sh- go-to for a long time. Now they have. If you go to Walmart, they have a Reese's milk chocolate bar. Okay, that's really good, and it's like in sections like the Hershey bar okay but it's reese's peanut butter okay that's really good i could get into that it's like two bucks for a big king size bar you ever had peanut butter cup ice cream ben and jerry's oh my god well no i have not had ben and jerry's okay but i've had briars i've not had briars oh my god dude ben and jerry's uh, i've had a bunch of times though so i'm not that adventurous when it comes to ice cream (laughs) i'm normally a vanilla guy sorry really sorry black women uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really uh, vanilla yeah, plain old vanilla vanilla bean like because okay. we were a briar oh well that makes it better we were <laughs> vanilla bean bryant yeah we were a briar's household and uh, Breyer, <laughs> did, did you have to walk out of the house when you came in with some other <laughs> if you walk out of the house to get Ben and Jerry's you better keep walking yeah, well, keep on guys, walking we're a briar's house Andy might know this because he's a Virginia boy uh huh highs oh yeah there was a highs when I was growing up we used to go yeah. in there yeah, yeah, highs was the shit, and they had that. Was that fr- was that they made that ice cream there, right? I guess I I don't really. When I, the highs in my town was more like a Seven Eleven. I don't even know what it's, their ice cream was. About. Yeah, it's about the same, and you yeah. could get the. But you kind of would specifically go there for the ice cream, and my mom, which I think this is a black woman thing. I think butter pecan ice cream. I, I think had that's that, a black. Woman I think thing. my mother liked that growing yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. She's not black, but she's but, brown. Yeah. But they like, um, or maybe my dad liked it. We had it in the house. I know okay. we had it in the house. I liked it, but I liked everything with you sugar like, in it. Okay. So I mean, okay. I I liked cold medicine. You know what I mean? Like it, if it, it was sweet, I was, I was cool with it. Behind the punchlines, the Andy <laughs> story. We talked about this. I used to sneak sugar cubes because my mother would hide all the candy, but she had a tea set, and there was sugar cubes. But uh, Ben and Jerry's peanut butter cup. Here's uh-huh. what's it's, it's the mini peanut butter cups. Yeah. But they're mostly intact. Mm-hmm. So you get like sometimes you get an entire peanut butter cup. A lot of times you get like at least half of one that's right. like, broken off. But it's very satisfying. And you bite down into that motherfucker. Digging one out. Like oh when you're like, God. here's what here's how to get you. You're like, okay, I have a, I have a little bit of this. I'm going to save the other, the, the yeah. second half for later. But you get halfway through and you see one poking out. Yep. And you're like, I got to excavate. <laughs> so you dig in and pull out this almost whole peanut butter cup and eat that. And you're like, well, there's another one. I see another one. And the theme song to Jurassic Park starts playing. <laughs> you start they're digging for peanut butter cups. I have not had Briar's peanut butter cup. I don't know how intact the cups are. They're pretty good. They're they're full size cups. Okay. And I think if now what they have is the peanut butter flavor with the cups in it. Yeah. And then they have That's a chocolate. Say like that. With the peanut butter in it. And then that Talenti, that gelato stuff. That's very good. They have peanut butter cup too, but I've never had it. I I don't know if I had the peanut butter cup kind, but that's that that ice cream. What you're paying for this gelato, but what you're paying for is that packaging. Packaging, 
and you can put money in it. You can put like your change in there. I don't. I'm not giving it crown royal bag uh, status, but I mean, people put their change in there. People keep stuff in those jars. I mean, I do sometimes. Oh, I didn't know that's the thing. I don't know if that's maybe I'm just uh, I don't know that was the thing projecting, but. But I would, but definitely, if you try that, let me know because I think you'll enjoy it. I might try it. Uh, my favorite ice cream ever is Briar's mint chocolate chip. Okay, so even you though know about Ben and Briar. Jerry's is my go-to, but okay. for mint, and I like mint chocolate, mint chocolate chip Briar's, which is not green. Yeah, it's white because they don't add artificial colors. Okay, we just bought the Ways of White Folks by Langston Hughes. Okay, oh, okay. Does it mention mint chocolate chip ice cream? I think it does. Speaking of fat shit, <laughs> Domino's just sent me a message. Uh, <laughs> they sent you a message? Score big with Domino's. Order two or more mix and match menu items for five ninety nine each. Like, I guess because it's the final four. Do you have the app? Yeah, because okay. if you use the app, you can get you can get points Okay. to, to a free pizza. Oh, it's like a punch card thing? That, yeah. Yeah. You know. And you get your little points and shit. Yeah. But I haven't gotten any Domino's in a long time. Yeah. I need to stay away from that shit. But when I have ice cream in the house, it's Breyers, uh that peanut butter cup. That's one of the reasons I don't buy ice cream much because I know I'll just eat it. Yeah. I'll just eat it all at once. It's so good, man. So I, I almost never buy ice cream. Yeah, I very seldom. Yeah. What do you? What's your movie snack? Do you? Popcorn. I don't go with sweets for movies. Okay. I'm all about, because I don't get popcorn anywhere else generally. I'll have, Neither do I. Yeah. I have like a, pair, a pack of microwave popcorn in the house that'll last like six months. Every now yeah. and then I'll pop it. But movies, I associate with popcorn. Popcorn and like a Coke. Yeah. I don't get the the Jujubees or the Dots yeah. or the Snowcap. I never got any of that shit at the movies. I used to be a Raisinets guy. Ugh. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most visceral. Do you like, like, <laughs> the, do you like did chunky I lose, too? Did I lose this? Did yeah, you, you might have lost oh, that. You stepped. Ugh. Do you like Sorry. chunky those chunky bars too that have big fucking raisins in them? Oh man, raisins and chocolate. What did I do? Here, this that this thing connects oh, to that. Yeah, okay. yeah, your headphones came out. Ugh. Chris's headphones came out. He was so outraged. <laughs> by no, my, that's just the most out of eight or how many years have you guys been doing this? Eight. That's the most Ugh. visceral reaction that I've heard from, <laughs> thing is, when from I was a kid, Vulcan I loved, Andy. I loved raisins as a kid. Those little boxes of sun-made raisins. Yeah. And you love chocolate. I And chocolate. But chocolate, mm-hmm. but then I think I fell out of love with raisins. We just grew apart. <laughs> <laughs> and I fell more in love with chocolate. So I was like, what is this raisin doing fucking up my chocolate? I'm like, yeah. I want to just, just give me a solid piece of chocolate. I don't want raisins in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I I stayed with that for a while, and then it was peanut M and M's and a large Dasani. Peanut M and M's is one of my go-to like yeah. vending machine snacks. Yeah, peanut M and M's is is always top of the list. Sometimes, well, I went when I went to and go a Dasani see, water. Yeah, just a large Dasani. Yeah, I want too many calories. Yeah, because yeah. you can't do this. <laughs> I like, uh, and then um, Thursday I went to last week. I went to see Ready Player One. And I hadn't eaten much. The movie that's better than Black Panther, the white people's Black Panther. Let's not do this. What is this Shout out to JL. <laughs> I don't even know what that movie is. I just keep seeing people talk about it's it. It's like, did you like it? It was good. It's fun. It's, it's entertaining. Than Black Panther. Like a well, lot. Of what people, isn't? A lot. Of, it's kind. Of, it's got a. It's got Minority Report. Roseanne is better. Than it's Black like <laughs> post-apocalyptic America. Everything's fucked up, and they people can go to this virtual reality world called the Oasis. Where they can be avatars of like, oh, uh, you know, 
different video game characters and whatnot. That's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this tyrannical leader that's trying to fuck everything up. And there's a game that people can play by this guy that who created the Oasis. If you where if you win, you get all this money and rewards and all this shit. So and, the, uh, is a tyrannical leader like the final boss? Um, to of, a, so to speak, to a certain degree, yeah, he is. All right, he's like the mother brain from Contra or whatever it was called. Mother, uh, actually, mother brain was Metroid. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, but did you know that what was Contra? Contra was what was Contra? I don't father brain. I don't know. I don't remember. Sister cousin brain. It was a brain. You had to kill a brain. It okay, had things that came out of it. I'll I will take your word. Um, it, it was a goddamn brain. Okay, but mother, but mother brain was Metroid. Was Metroid okay? Because that was the only I think Game Boy game that I think I beat. Was I that wonder Metroid. if I wonder if uh, video game makers back then like called each other out for being hacks. I'm sure they did. We got the we were doing brains. If there's any type, yeah, because that was Contra was Konami. Yeah, and Metroid was a Nintendo property. Yeah, you know, Rod, you, do you know Rod is losing his mind right now? Listening uh, to you nerds talk about <laughs> you, video games. I think he would like it probably. Well, if something, if you're wrong on something, he's losing his mind. Well, con- well, I'm right on Metroid. I don't know. Andy can confirm that uh, about the Contra. I didn't really play Metroid, so I played it a little bit, but I never got to the end. I was obsessed with that. I do remember a Mother Brain, but maybe I'm just conflating those two things. Yeah, Mother Brain Metroid. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can Google those things. Yeah. Contra, I, I just Googled Contra. I mean, you, you can watch the final boss level on YouTube, of course. Final boss, Alien Brain. There you go. That's Contra 3. I don't know. I don't. I, I just realized I don't care that much about Contra's final boss. I don't either. See, Mother, Mother Brain is a fictional character created by Nintendo for the Metroid series. Okay. She's one of the most prominent antagonist within the series serving as the main antagonist of metroid and super metroid all right what's the uh metroid character seamus or samus seamus it's a seamus it's a uh, salmon uh samus iran uh contra seems to have something called alien brain an armored alien brain. They didn't. They didn't even try with that shit. It was alien brain. Whatever. Fuck it. You Fuck know. it. I don't know. The, the Contra guys have names too. I think. I don't know their names. I don't know their names either. Yeah, but Metroid was a good game. I mean, Game Boy was. I I remember beating it for Game Boy. That was a shit. Yeah, I'm too old for that. Really? I was too old for Game Boy. Yeah. Where were, a, what year were you born? Seventy four. Seventy four. So in 91, you were 17? Um, yeah, I turned 17 in September of 91. That's not that bad. That's For not that Game old. Boy, I think I think there was a line. There was an age limit. Game Boy was middle school kids when I was That's true. I, I mean, I was in sixth grade. Yeah. I remember being in the CYO League basketball. We won the championship. We were 11-0. Um, were you a contributor, like came off the bench, gave some solid I, I was Robert Ory. Okay. I came off the bench because in a, one of the early games, I cried. <laughs> you cried i cried because was we your coach lost. dominic no he wasn't dominic no no did he make you cry i i don't know if what it was like if we lost or i didn't play well and i cried and they put me on the bench and in fifth grade i was won the only game i had the most points in the game that we won 
and we only won one game. Okay. And I thought I was hot shit, and they gave a white kid the MVP <sighs> because he could dribble. But he was like, he was like Jason Williams. He was a good dribbler. Okay, but Josh. did he earn the MVP, or was he just a highlight real highlight guy? Okay, you yeah. were the you were the real MVP. Yeah. So my second year, I was Robert Ory. I came off the bench. And I remember like what a fall from grace MVP season to coming off the bench. Yeah, but I I contributed because like there was this Our Lady of Perpetual Help. If you're from D.C. and you went to Catholic school, you probably know. Uh, I went to St. Francis Xavier, and the kids like they were older because like they looked like they were older, right? And they were just bigger kids, and we took them down. We won. Okay. We were uh, we had a kid that stayed back a year. And he was our leader. Your of ringer. course, yeah, the ringer. He yeah. was a beast. He already had a beard. Ended up playing at. <laughs> ended up playing at. Uh, I think Gonzaga and played yeah. like some pro ball overseas. Already had a beard. Was he Grayson Allen? No, right no, he was yeah. a black boy. Y'all yeah. ready for Grayson Allen's career, to, basketball career, to be over? He doesn't have a basketball career at this point. <laughs> if you go to college for four years, you're probably not going to be much in the pros at this point. Yeah, he'll be. You know? He'll have a shit career. He'll he'll make some. He'll make money. Will he he'll, get drafted? No, he'll, play he'll 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 make it in as a uh, not a drafted undrafted free agent. free agent. He'll get in like that. I don't know who he'll pull. And then he'll probably get cut, and he'll go overseas play a little bit, and then he'll bounce back in the league, and then he'll he'll have that career. Will he be better than Jimmy Reddick? He'll have that JJ Reddick career. He will be better than Jimmy Reddick, but he'll have a JJ Reddick. Did JJ Reddick marry a black woman? I don't know. He's had a solid career. He's been bouncing back and forth between yeah. here and overseas, though. For Reddick hasn't played overseas. Did he play overseas? No, no. He's, had a, he's had a good run coming off the bench. He's Did never Jim been a star. Did Jimmy play overseas? Uh, I know he was playing with the Knicks, like farm team, whatever you call that. Reddick never played overseas. I don't think I don't so. One of them white Duke boys did. Jimmer Fredette, I think, didn't even stick in the NBA. Uh, he got drafted by the Kings, right? Here we go, Jimmer. I'm a, first of all, Jimmer. Yeah. This is. Part two of Andy looking up shit he doesn't give a fuck about. <laughs> no, no, I just his name is Jimmer. Uh, yeah. James Taft Jimmer Fredette is an American professional basketball player for the Shanghai Sharks. Yeah, okay. For the Chinese Basketball Association. Fredette was well, a 2011 with Stephon Marbury, maybe, uh, maybe 2011 National Player of the Year in college basketball after ranking as a leading scorer in all of the. Yeah, he was a big time scorer. He had a good jump shot during his senior season for BYU. He was subsequently selected with the 10th overall pick in 2011. Wow. Wow. Uh, but only played limited minutes across four different teams over five NBA seasons. He spent the majority of 2015-16 season in the NBA Development League, during which he won the All-Star Game MVP. In 2016, he joined the CBA's Shanghai Sharks. And during the 2016-17 CBA season, he led the league in scoring at 37.6 points per game. Counting all phases of the season and won the CBA International MVP Award. Do they have the International MVP? Do they have also like an Intercontinental? <laughs> intercontinental champion. <laughs> for the Chinese Basketball Association. So he's a beast in China, 37.6 yeah. points per game. Stunting on him. Yeah. I don't think he had the. Everybody's uh, shorter than him. I don't think he had the athleticism. To, he didn't have the quickness to get off a shot in the NBA because he had to basically have someone set up a shot for him. Maybe in China he can do that. And in college he could do that. He could create a shot, but in the NBA, he just got shut down. Couldn't handle the defenses. Speaking of basketball, new Hall of Fame members, Steve Nash, Ray Allen, Jason Kidd, Grant Hill. That's about right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jason Kidd and Grant Hill, weren't they co-rookie of the year? Rookies of the year? Back in like 90, whatever, four or five? 
Yeah. Uh, yes, because it says it right here. Yeah. Yeah. See, I got. I remember things. And they're going in together. Yeah. We got some emails. We got two emails. We're going from Shay, right? We just got one. Yeah, she literally. Hit us on the Instagram. Right literally. Before. I'm not a freeloader. Right before we start recording, Shay's email came in. We'll start with this other email, though. We got another email from Felt5, whose music we played last week on the podcast. He can spit. Thanks for listening to a humble fan. Speaking of which, 571 Bossy, I haven't forgot about you. I'm going to send you an email this week. Uh, Felt5 says, what's good, people? It's your boy, Felt5, again. First of all, let me say that I appreciate you guys listening to my music on the show. That was very dope, and y'all didn't have to do that, so I am super appreciative. By the way, side note, uh, I ended the podcast with a song from his album, and I purchased the song before I put it on the podcast. So hopefully you got like two or three cents from that. Uh, Now y'all had questions about my stage name. Well, I started out in a singing group back in the day, group name Redacted. (laughs) 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 Was it the Mother Brains? (laughs) And they always just called me Felt, and I wanted to add something to it. Felt is the first four letters of my name, and I do five things musically. He's a five-tool guy. Okay, I sing. Five-tool player. That's dope. Sing, write, rap, produce, and engineer. I'm pretty damn good at, at it, too, I think. I wrote the first single off our old album back when it was with them, that's kind of been the whole thing behind it. However, I'm not opposed to rebranding because I'm not famous or rich anyway. Lately, I've been working more on the production side of things versus rapping slash being an artist. So the name hasn't been much of a detractor. I think it's a good name. I thought it was cool and no one ever said otherwise. But by all means, if you have a name suggestion, I'll listen. Um, I think Felt 5 is fine. Sounds like a good name to me. I mean, I like the I like the five the what, representing the five tools. What else could it be? Some other five related name. Um, why? What I do find hilarious is, is the email. What I do find hilarious is that the guy with basically the same name as me called it out, LOL, Elton. So now you know what my parents named me. Anyway, guys, thanks again for listening. And please, please don't compare me to Killer Mike. <laughs> what an <laughs> asshole. I used to be a big Killer Mike fan until that damn Bernie bro shit. I just don't understand how someone who seemed so smart earlier in his career could be so stupid now. But I also don't know what we should do about all this gun shit. It seems like no one cares about children's lives being lost. This country's truly, truly is squarely in the shitter. And Killer Mike's black ass should know that if the damn police run up on him, he could be the next Philando if he talks that, hey, officer, I'm illegal gun ownership. Listen, I have a gun. You know how it is in the South. You know how the South is, rather. We love guns down here. I don't particularly love them, but it's merely for protection for my home. And I never carry it around normally. I'd gladly give mine away in order to ensure that I or my wife or son and baby girl when she gets here won't get shot. I I would leave guns alone to save the kids, but it's not people like me shooting public places up. It's these white, mostly male terrorists, because that's what they fucking are, that are the reason I normally Listen, wait. white men are just underrepresented in everything across the board. And yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why and it's so hard for people to get that. And, yeah, I don't know. White people are hurt. White men yeah, are hurting, hurting right now. They're just Thank hurting. you for we're not. We're not fucking. <laughs> I feel like listening. you guys are patronizing white they're men. They're not. Right now. They're hurting. They're they're losing out on opportunities to people of color and women mm-hmm. r- regularly. And they got to get their guns. Sometimes. They, they need to, to have a, a an APSCA commercial. They have for, to. They have to get. They have to get it back. They have, to, they have to do what they have to do in order to make sure that they don't lose their place in our society. I'm Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> it's just, just a bunch of white people. What would the song be? 
Oh man. Oh, uh, Jimmy crack corn that. and I don't care. Who said the song You Got a Friend? Winter, <laughs> spring, summer, <laughs> or fall. And we have to just make sure that white men are allowed to advance back to the place that they have been for right. since the inception of this country. People, um, it seems like people are. Oh, fin- let, let, I was going to finish yeah. this paragraph first. Sorry. Uh, he says, but it's not people like me shooting public places up. It's these white, mostly male terrorists. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they fucking are. They're the reason I normally wait until week two to see movies and rarely go to the mall. These white terrorists are what's got me nervous to go to church on Sunday. They're the ones that make my make me fear for my son's life when he goes to the half-white school he goes to. Sorry I'm rambling now, but this shit pisses me off. To bring it full circle, fuck Killer Mike and Colin Noir. Or, or Noir. Colion. Colion Noir. Killer Mike called him Noir, but it's N-O-I-R. I, I said Noir. it like film Noir. Uh Anyway, fuck them or whatever the fuck his damn name is. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Anyway, man, love y'all's show and continue being awesome. Love from the black side of Montgomery, Alabama, y'all. Not Mobile, Elton. Peace and love, man. Shout out to the chemtrails and fascist pigs seeding the clouds. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> I got something to say, man. Fascist pigs are taking our jobs. What's fascinating to me about Parkland is the fact that Okay, yeah, kids are getting killed, but they didn't have this uproar for Newtown, which is like babies, like mm-hmm. little babies getting killed. Yeah. Because the babies couldn't stand up and talk. But then they were just like... Uh, I think there's also a cumulative effect. Yeah, that's with, true, right. too. With Parkland, it's like, all right. Because now the kids are like, we've been hearing about this our whole lives, too. And now we've got... Did you pull your headphones out again? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear yourself? No, I couldn't. Could not hear myself for we any hear of the you. whole show. But as long as you guys for the whole show, could you hear the, the theme song when we played? I did hear the theme song. I, I mean, think maybe those headphones are just low, yeah, low volume headphones. It's all good. I can hear. You. We, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, we have an email that just came in from Shay. Shay emails us regularly. Hi, Shay. Title of the email: Joke or disrespect? What's up, guys? I wanted to get your opinion on something. It was a huge topic in social media a few weekends ago, but I'm still interested specifically in your opinions because it's about a joke. A little bit of backstory because the people involved aren't super famous. DJ Envy is a host on The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he cheated on his wife a few years ago and it played out in public. Him and his wife have a podcast they're promoting, so they went on The Real to talk about it. Uh, Desus and Mero, is it Desus? It's Desus. Desus. Like Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And Mero have a late night show in which they discuss this appearance on the reel they later went on the breakfast club and this is what happened she she linked to the tweet um which i'll get to in a second oh and he also walked out of the interview shortly after the confrontation as dj envy i don't think he got the response he wanted from them so i'm curious on what you guys think about the joke my thoughts are it was a throwaway comment and not disrespectful also dj envy had some nerve talking about respecting his wife after cheating on her and also him and Charlemagne treating women terribly on a regular basis on their show. Publicity stunt or nah? Shay. Um, publicity stunt for who? I think... Uh, I, don't think it's a publici- I don't think it's a publicity stunt for either one. I, I think, think Jesus and Mero were just doing what Jesus and Mero do. I think maybe DJ Envy thought it would be good and, publicity and he <sighs> underestimated... They're I don't per- even know if he... I thought maybe he I was... Agree. I thought maybe he was trying to catch his wife back. Either way... It they, made him look bad. Yeah, they clown people like, every day, four days a week. They make their no, living. On the breakfast club. Well, I'm talking about Jesus and Mara. Well, well, put well, aside. Like you're Jesus. picking a fight with these guys who are experts. At yeah, well, put aside, put aside Jesus and Mara for a second. That's what you do. 
Right. <laughs> That's what's what you do. That you do the same thing. So now you get to take the high ground because somebody's talking about you. And your wife, your and then, situation. Well, here's you don't the get to do that. here's the clip because it, it, that's the thing too. Talking about your wife to me is is a bit of a stretch based on the joke they made. Right. It wasn't much of a. It wasn't a harsh joke. This thing has What's a million joke? views. No, I'm gonna start with this. You, you owe my wife an apology. We wife an apology. What do we do? Absolutely. When you insinuated that she was there for the check on your show, yes, she did. Well, you said she was there for the check. That's what you said exactly. I heard it. And so you I have feel the clip right now. Yeah, you owe her, right, you let's heard it, an let's apology. This is how you know I'm the sound guy on this podcast. That's not really it a... It bothers me that DJ Envy's mouth is never in front of his microphone. That's not really <laughs> a uh, a joke if I say that your wife is just there for the check. That's not a joke. And that's he a statement That's of not even what say that. Said. He said... He said... Uh, they're going to play it. Hold she on. said, I didn't know... Okay. They're going to play it. But this is... They're on DJ Envy's show, so DJ Envy is now, like, confronting them. No, and he introduced them. Let's hear the clip. Uh, yeah, so this is, let me hear the clip. Hold on, you. We got my the clip on that? since 15. All right, let's hear the clip. Hold on, I'm talking. Since 15. Before I had a dollar, she's okay. making more money than me. So to insinuate that Get she was Mike, there DJ. for a check or she's good with Envy's check is a, is a disrespect to me. Okay, can I hear the clip? You said <laughs> you don't remember what you. He does drink you breakfast. Said, no, he doesn't. Said, no, we do yeah. four shows a week. Yeah, yeah. You said it on air. You said it on air. All right, hold on. Well, let's hear it. Like I was Rashawn at home, but in the streets I was DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. So it was two mm-hmm. different people. And I didn't know DJ Envy. Right. And Got it was it was a situation. Well, you know them DJ Envy checks. So, what? You know them DJ Envy checks. So that's lit. So he was talking about how he was not DJ Envy at home. This was a different person, mm-hmm. and she said, "I never really knew DJ Envy. I knew Rashawn or whatever." And then he goes, well, "You know DJ Envy's you knew money. DMV, DJ Envy's checks, though, right?" Which is a quick little throwaway joke. Yeah, that's nothing. A little disrespectful, brother. That was a joke, Envy. Now, I don't for real. That joke when you talk about my wife. All right, uh, I apologize. Why did I talk about your wife? I talked about you. He went on that sh- the real wearing a shiny suit. <laughs> And you're gonna have to tell them to not talk about you, yeah. right? Like and like you guys said, they make their living off of making fun of people. I mean, well, that was a bre- harmless joke. The Breakfast Club, both both parties involved make fun of, like they shit on people, and they talk about right. people's wives too. The Breakfast Club, yeah. And so, the so whole, you know, leave my wife out of this kind of shit. So or, when it when it comes back on them, mm-hmm. he doesn't like it. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. They so about my wife and my family, it's a little disrespectful. Envy would never knew another joke and you about should you. Know that. You I know, no, no, I feel you. Wife. No, I feel you. I feel you. I hear that. But you know what I'm saying? At the end but, of the day, there is no but. No, there has to be. There, there is, there is be no but when it comes to be. wife and kids. There is no but. Kids. Yeah, but look. You, you talk about people's wives and kids, though. Do you never not never talk about people's wives the and kids? The day before this? Or just people's wives and kids that you know? The day, day before this, they had Michael Blackson's ex wife on their show. Okay. She's not famous. He is. Yeah. So it's like, well, what do you. What's this off mm-hmm. limits? It's not politics. To say what? That Michael Blackson's on He takes himself to. Those. Like. DJ Envy takes himself too seriously. He's also trying to save his marriage. And right, exactly. Caping so he went life. on, and and that's she said, "You better say something to him." Yeah. Right. And he introed the show. He called them "dick and pussy face" or something. Yeah, something like that. Something that, like that. So this went on for like another minute. Well, you want to make fun of me look, all you want, but when it's wife and kids, there is no but. Look at my Instagram comments. It's full of like yo. Comments. I don't look at your. Shit. I don't talk about my everything. wife and my kids. You can play with that. I don't play with that. I don't play with that neither. But right, at the end of the day, it was respecting it. You should know that immediately. You thought you really thought that was disrespectful. Yes, it was disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, when, when, when my wife heard it, she thought it was disrespectful too. Really? Absolutely disrespectful. That's what we're talking I'm about. I'm sorry. I thought we was cool. That's what. That's what this is about. And then a little more of that. And then while they're talking, DJ Envy. Actually, because he just can't take it anymore, gets up and gets up and walks out of the studio. This is his show, right? It's, just, it's yeah. his show. He walked out. He walked of his off own his show. own show. Well, Charlemagne was still there, but and, and it's his show. But too. it was like he was so mad. 
Now later he tweeted. He was trying to get. He tweeted about it, and he seemed to have calmed down. He's even kind of making fun of himself a bit for walking off because people were tweeting memes about him like walking out yeah. of the mm-hmm. shit, and he retweeted some of them. Uh, this you is. Got to paint with black women for a long time. Oh, yeah, 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 this is him getting up and walking out while they're bantering with Charlemagne. It's your old grave every day. You dig your old grave. Like you can't. You just like you just don't leave well enough alone, bro. Yo, Miro was about to beat his ass. I mean, not for the no, we, Oh, we, did Miro was like, yeah, he was like, yo, so, are we going to have to that out, throw hands? That's when he got shook and got up and left. Oh, because Miro was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, are we going to, is this Miro's gonna... from the Bronx. <laughs> so, I thought that was a harmless joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know DJ Envy. Well, you knew it was checks. Because she was like, like the, the whole bullshit persona of, I didn't know DJ Envy. I knew Rashawn, whatever his name. Yeah. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. Which is yeah. bullshit. And that was some bullshit. And then they said, "Oh, but I bet you knew them DJ Envy checks. Yeah, you knew the checks that he was making." And that's just a, it's a joke. It wasn't even whatever, man. I don't know. <laughs> or don't have him on your show. Publicity yeah. stunt. I think it was, but it works for both parties involved. Well, he had to he had to say something to them publicly because of his wife. Of course. So he was. Stuck. I probably would have did the same thing. I was like, "Hey, yeah. man, you guys." Man, it's my wife. You said some shit. No, I can say shit about your wives, of course. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I mean, they make their living talking shit about people, right? <laughs> right. On the Breakfast Club, that's what they do. So somebody says something about you, and now now it's a problem. Now you mad? Remember young? Birdman? You mad? Yeah. Now it's a problem. Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name. You, that's what y'all do. But you didn't bring wives and kids into it. And by the way, Jesus Amaro did not bring kids into it either. No, they didn't. So Envy was kind of loading it up with some extra so shit. you got a wife and kids. Yeah. They didn't bring up the kids. I don't even know if he has kids. Are they, are they DJ Envy's kids or are they Rashawn's kids? <laughs> <laughs> Whose kids are they? I don't know. Yeah, get over yourself. Who do, what do like the kids those... call? Do the kids call him Daddy or Daddy Envy? Daddy Envy, or Papa they, Envy. They take they take themselves too seriously. I, I think I am a personality. Also, I'm a celebrity. I'm a this is this is we talked about brand. a couple of weeks ago about the local radio drama with the girl. They had the the other girl come in the studio yeah, who yeah. was trying to become like the babysitter, whatever she was going to be, the nanny. This is a radio thing. They love drama. Whether you whether DJ Envy gets clowned and looks bad or not, mm-hmm. later he's retweeting people clowning him. But mm-hmm. it's it's that got a million views on on Twitter video, and then probably YouTube got more than that. Yeah, the Birdman video I just lo- I just pulled it up fourteen million views. Right. So it helps them, and it's publicity and all that. And this is one reason why, for someone like me, podcasts are preferable. I don't like reality television. Mm-hmm. I don't like sort of manufactured conflict yeah. for no real particular reason. I'd rather hear people talk and have conversation and Yep. That and was the podcast. Right. That's what podcasts bring you. Radio is still stuck in this sort of morning zoo Ooh. paradigm of oh we're gonna have juice some shit box, go down. Juice box in the wheeze yeah. in the morning. You never know what's yeah. gonna happen. Charlemagne the God is here. Yeah. And uh they're kind of stuck and maybe they appeal to a younger audience who watches reality TV and shit but for me it's like it's all just manufactured nonsense mm-hmm. they're just trying to get attention and tomorrow they'll be back to like you know dapping each other up and being cool with each other and we squashed it and this and that and they get their their attention they it's get like, their little fix it's like the urban version of cross talk and yeah well talking head I disagree with you well I disagree and then you go hang out and eat steak together right yeah, you have your little yelling match or whatever, and then then you're done. But 
that's one thing you don't see in podcasts that much. Now, we did have a dramatic episode with Michael Wood Jr. On a special Three Guys On. A very special Three Guys On. But that's, that was more organic, homegrown. It wasn't like a stunt. Yeah. We weren't trying to trap anyone into like uh, a dramatic moment. You know, it just happened. It just happened. <laughs> and that does just happen sometimes. But if you work in actual radio, if it hasn't just happened in a couple of weeks, you're going to make something happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to turn something into a dramatic situation. Let's Here have on a this fight. morning show on Juicebox and the Weeds. We're going to have a fight. We're going to have a fight. Come on back after this break at the bottom of the hour. Oh, you really offended? You really offended? Callers, call in and tell us if she should be offended. You know, and then you callers call, and then you you manufacture hours of of content that way. Yep. So I mean, you know, that's why Breakfast Club is always seemingly to me disingenuous when I see the clips. I'm like, they're just they're just playing a role right now. They're just it's like someone wrote these parts, like they're in a play or something. Yeah. You know. They ask stupid questions like when they went after Amara La Negra. <laughs> just yeah. don't remember that. Yeah, like you shit on her and then yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She was on this podcast I listened to with her. That girl is gorgeous. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's too dark for me. Yeah, she's dark for you. You <laughs> racist. <laughs> Just racist. I'm trolling like shit. I should have said that on the Patreon. <laughs> no, she's very pretty. Too dark for me. Her the body, views of Chris Lambert do not reflect the her views. Body's of bananas. Oh, just grab that afro. You know who I like, Randolph? Who? Taylor Swift. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Uh, She's a little too dark for me. <laughs> the, view, the views of people who uh, Chris Lambert like are no way uh, attached to three guys on podcast. Yeah, as I adjust my make him wear my MAGA hat. Your MAGA hat. <laughs> Proud to be an American. He, Chris wakes up saying that. <laughs> Proud to be an American. Mm. Any more emails? Is that it? That would be all the emails if you guys want to email like, us. I feel like we answered that question well. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a publicity. Yeah. Stunt. Um, if you want to email us, you can always email us three guys on at gmail.com or tweet at us, which we'll sometimes read the tweets. And um, if you're on Patreon, you can comment right there on the podcast on Patreon. We'll, there you go. We'll read those as well. There you go. You want to talk about this conservative women that the, that the Stormy Daniel story is a medium plot to sink Trump? <laughs> you're a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> talk. That's the same woman I think that was. There was it a, is the same woman. There was a couple little like town halls. I've been avoiding this story but after the Stormy Daniels interview, right. the sixty really? minutes interview. What? Yeah, town hall. Town hall is probably the wrong word, but they had this. Ga- they gathered this group of women who are Trump supporters on CNN, and they were like, "What do you think now?" You know, because there always there's always people who are like, "Trump hasn't gone too far yet," and they're like, "Oh, oh maybe now he's gone too far." So they brought these women on. CNN to talk about the Stormy Daniels interview. And I guess this is the story in general, too. New CNN polling out tonight shows almost two-thirds of Americans say they believe the women alleging affairs with Donald Trump before he became president. 21% say they believe the president's denials of those affairs. Last night, CNN's Randy Kay spent the evening with a group of women, all oh, Trump supporters, Randy who watched Kay. my interview with Stormy Daniels. But you're smart. She's enjoying this way too much. On Palm Sunday, these conservative Christians... Which is not something anyone <laughs> ever... Palm Sunday. Not, not, no one's ever said that about one of her porns. Right. No. She's enjoying this way too much. What's how she look for in porn? It's like, she's actually at work right now. You can I tell. like when a porn star... Is, I like when there's passion. Right. And they're enjoying themselves. Yeah. Women gathered in Dallas to watch Stormy Daniels' interview on 60 Minutes. On she was shopping her story for money. Exactly. Just like all the other people that have tried to make money off the Trump name. What was your first impression of Stormy Daniels? I feel sorry for her. My heart hurts for her. 
These are all women. Mm-hmm. Uh, one black, all the rest are white. And they're all about the same age. Like on that one in 20 black woman? Like like 45 to 55, yeah. 60. Just, like, just used up bags. What if she didn't know? A bit. What if she didn't know what she was in for? <laughs> She's like, hey, there's going to be some refreshments. And then like, the oh, black what do you one? think? We like trying... She's like, oh shit! Are her <laughs> no, eyes big in the video? Like, no, oh but she ha- fuck! What is she this? has a prominent speaking role later. Uh-oh. Of course she. Does. I want to hear this woman. <laughs> so you'll see what she has oh, to say. Oh no! Of course she. Does. This is a porn star. Why are we giving it any credibility? Exactly. Oh, and he didn't do the it. The fact that is she that now. Saying? Well, he's a reality star. Yeah, so well, he's I mean, a reality yeah. star. Why did you elect him president? Right. That's been a credibility. Let's to come out with a story because she's afraid of her children. My goodness, would you tell the kiddos about your full-time job? These women all voted for Donald Trump. And despite Stormy Daniels' claims, they still don't buy... Why is there a pencil drawing of Donald Trump in the background? Did someone draw that and bring it? Probably. Probably. It's like a big as a giant piece of art. Her story. Why would she come out and give this interview if she wasn't telling the truth? Money, more Based on this interview, do any of you believe that Stormy Daniels... Did have sex with Donald Trump? I don't believe it I because believe I haven't no. seen any hard proof. Should, Should we, we believe the president of the United States or a strip? What do you want the video? Do you yeah. like what's hard proof? The like, president has the president said he hasn't had sex with her. No, he hasn't. Ta- he hasn't mentioned her name. Right. He put some respect on her name. Right. <laughs> by right. not mentioning no. it, which means he did it. <laughs> yeah, he did sort of allude to a couple fake stories, being voluminous. But I don't like know. Like her uh, vagina. Yeah, like her breasts. But uh, he didn't really say. Porn star. I go with the president of the United States. Yes. yes. Most in this group believe God ordained Donald Trump. Would you have said that if somebody had Trump. accused Barack Obama of the same thing? I, I, think, uh, I think they would. I think they would have had a different answer for that. The president and stand by him despite his imperfections. I know that when I voted for him. This is the black woman. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> is she also too dark for you, Chris? <laughs> She's, yeah, she's too fake for me. I wasn't voting for a choir boy. He had to change as a person in order to become a president. Stormy he Daniels, hasn't changed if as you, a person. Um, the, the lifestyle that she's leading right now, I mean, I wish she would turn her life over the way that Trump has. Oh, yeah. This group wow. suggests he turned the his life over to God, Christ nobody. our Lord. These are all like uh, Christian conservative women. Well, so just the way Trump has. She should yeah. turn her life over to Christ. Exactly the way Trump in the same manner. Woman's an actress. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. This is a get out crisis, situation. Yeah, crisis actor. I don't She's that. a crisis actor. Yeah. Forward with tales She's of having had an affair with Trump are being targeted. Someone is looking and shopping for these people to come out of the woodwork because it is demeaning to our president. And as some strongly suggested, all part of a media plot. To bring down Donald Trump. You can throw all... This is the black woman again. Sorry, Chris. Cover your ears. Fuck. That stuff up in our face as many times as you want. But that means that we will work harder for Trump. Is that not so, lady? That's correct. Oh, this is the... Oh, she's a ringleader. Oh, shit. Oh, she's, the, she's in charge she's of this. She's the Stokely Carmichael of... <laughs> <laughs> the whole of conservative thing. Christian Trump. She's a ringleader. We will work harder for Trump. Right, ladies? I bet she baked cookies. <laughs> and I bet they were delicious. Mm, bet they were. They had peanut butter cups in them. I probably. She'd ring later. The people, we the people, are ready to define the narrative, and it's not about tawdry sexual uh, peccadillos. In order for somebody to come forward, again. you can be pushed by somebody else. 
Correct. Right? And so I think the thing She's is, here? is She's like, you're right, ladies? Right? Hello? And they're like, yeah. Hello? Yeah. To impeach my president that I worked very hard for. I'm asking you about a Stormy Daniels interview on 60 Minutes, period. That's it. Interesting. The only clap back from the reporter is to the black woman. Of course. That's the only time she's interrupted and said, hey, hey, that's not what I'm saying, lady. And about that so-called hush money, these women don't see Trump's fingerprints on it, only his lawyer, Michael Cohen's. Maybe he thought he was just doing a favor to try to quash some negativity. Well, that's a, that's a favor I would do. I, Andy, I'll, I'll, I'll ask $130,000 yeah. for you. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. And in fact, I'm going to set up a fake dummy company to, for no apparent reason. No apparent reason to, at all. To send that money to whatever porn star you're involved with. Happened just to get rid of this story that's not even true. Which See? would also mm-hmm. follow suit that that uh, non-disclosure was unsigned because... Trump may not have known about it at all. Worst case scenario, Trump, if he could slept just be with a Well, then why would it be necessary? Ever. That's between him, the Lord, uh, and his family. Mm. That is not about the job he's doing in running our country. Sorry. No? Which he's doing an amazing job. Randy K. CNN. Oh, look, Roseanne yeah. just ran through. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> so, that I, was... I did a web series with the original That's Becky. the kind of people Roseanne hangs out with. You're a Nazi. Um, <laughs> Am I a Nazi because I did a web series with her? No, I didn't that wasn't. Know she was going to be. That young. wasn't directed at you. That was just oh. uh, in general. Uh, so that's the, the. They've dug in their heels. Mm-hmm. Those Trump ladies. They're considerably high heels. They're not poor. <laughs> they don't have nope. economic anxiety. They seem to be all put together. No. Nope. They seem to have a little bit of Botox face going on. A, a couple bit. of them. Um, they all are. Of them, all of them are subordinating white supremacy. They're pillars of their including community, including the black ones. Very active in church. Oh God. Um, and so these aren't the uh, rust right belt. fellas <laughs> uh, you gotta leave black women out of this I mean it's disrespectful <laughs> um, they are not they are not the rust belt coal smeared faces no that you want to think Trump fans are they're not the Roseannes at all they're the they're the women who are probably got a little money in the bank very comfortable in life. And I'm, I'm working with uh, comedian Chad Daniels this weekend, and he's got some really good uh, Me Too Hillary stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just interesting to hear, you know, to hear that. He's, not to burn his shit, but, you know, basically, like, women aren't on the same team. <laughs> they don't like each there other. There you go right there. Yeah. You know. There you go right there. And it's just like, well, yep. <laughs> you go right there they don't they don't fall in behind each other at all yeah that's that's what i've said it before at this at the at the women's rally how many of those women voted for donald trump mm-hmm. if you as a woman don't talk to me about me too and then i ask you in the same breath did you vote for donald trump that's different. And then you start double <laughs> you start double talking. You should you should well, isolate that. And, and you need to do a like a, a like a different. five minute studio session. That's, that's different. different. <laughs> and then ugh. 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 Did you vote for Trump? If you voted for Trump, you don't get to you don't get to talk about this kind yeah. of stuff. Well, drones and Hillary stuff. and You don't get to be upset about this kind of stuff. You just don't you don't. <laughs> you don't, yeah, because it clearly doesn't bother you. Because the leader of the free world is is that person. That's one thing that gives me, and I think people are banking on this. Like, there's this fatigue about complaining about him when it's. I feel like part of me feels like white America. Like you made this happen. I'm tired of hearing this. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing you put. 
I want to watch Roseanne. What you need to, <laughs> I'd rather watch Roseanne. What you need to understand than, is that they're banking on the the people who are profiting by this. The GOP are banking on everybody. That's what they losing interest. And that's the that's the danger banking in the on fatigue. People rolling over. Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't roll over or, or vote for anybody. White that, folks will. Yeah, they will. White our white allies. They gonna roll over. But they already I'm, are. They rolled on. They rolled over on Roseanne. They want to make it okay for their friends. To tell you, man. <laughs> what do we do, Randolph, as blicks? <laughs> but you're blick. Who, who, who want to fight the fatigue of it all? There's nothing we can do, man. Yeah. That's the simple truth. That's There's true. nothing we can do. We're 13% of the population. We need allies. The allies don't want to be allies. Not when push comes to shove, they don't. They want to say they're allies. But when it comes to the when it comes right down to it, they don't want to be allies. When the rubber meets the road, they don't want to be allies. Oh, there's a couple, you know, yeah. your your Jane your Jane Curtains, mm-hmm. you know, your um, what's his name, Tim, Tim Wise, Tim Wise, you know, there's a couple out there. Wait, Chris is Jane, Pine? Is it Jane Curtain? Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott. Excuse Jane me. Jane Curtains, the S- yeah, actress. Yeah, S- S- yeah. I was like, oh shit, Jane, S- Jane Elliott. Oh, I mean, there's a there's a couple, yeah. you know, but even people that we know. A lot of people that we know who would, who would call themselves, particularly in our world, who call themselves, I'm an ally of the, no, you're not. Because when push comes to shove, when it comes to it, you're not ready to do the things that are necessary. Well, it's a matter of uh, perception. So, for example, Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. There were people who were sort of white people who were sort of saying, let's temper our outrage here. There's only like 80 people it wasn't. It's not like you can't make make it about all Trump's fans or mm-hmm. all. These are people who are on the you know the ally side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I yeah I understand what they're saying. I get the logic of what they're saying, but th- it's a perception thing. So neo Nazis, um, any sort of offshoot of that alt right groups mm-hmm. are the KKK for example, are terrorist organizations, and you're supposed to have zero tolerance for terrorism. So if there was 80 ISIS people doing a pro-ISIS rally somewhere in Charlottesville, people wouldn't those people wouldn't say this is the nicest. It's just a just a few just a eight it's just not that many. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Well, it's like you were They'll talk- say zero tolerance. Mm-hmm. But they don't say zero tolerance. They say some tolerance mm-hmm. for neo-Nazis and Klan and they say it's only 80 or it's only a 50 or it's only a couple or it's only that one guy who drove his car through the intersection. It's not indicative of any larger thing. Most of them, most Trump voters are economic anxiety or they're not that violent. Even the ones who are racist aren't going to do anything about it. You're overreacting. So there's, there's tolerance. These are the allies, by the way. But, there's, but they don't see it as terrorism mm-hmm. and thus they don't see it as zero tolerance. But what they see as terrorism, they'll have zero tolerance for that. You could never say to them, Oh, that's just a guy that just drove his car down a sidewalk and hit three or four people. That doesn't say something about all Muslims right. or brown right. people. Or, yeah, it was an ISIS rally, but it was only a couple dozen ISIS people. They shouldn't get arrested. Let them go home and have families. It's like that would never happen. It's like you said in the last episode. It's like you come, you come, you have to cut through all this bullshit of the rationalization of mm-hmm. why you should see both sides. Right. And it, and you have once you get to that layer, then there's supposedly dialogue and I'm making air quotes and then nothing gets done. You just agree to disagree. And then you have these fucking New York time articles about humanizing these people that are KKK members. And, Mm -hmm. and it just becomes like, why, why are you wasting so much time 
to humanize these people that yeah. don't see the humanity in others. Well, what I do now yeah. is that I, I, um, I don't let people say the things, repeat and parrot the lies. I don't let people say economic anxiety. Mm-hmm. Around me, well, they voted for economic anxiety. No, they didn't. I have that shit too. I don't let people do that. I don't let people say. Uh, right, black and brown people had black economic people anxiety too. Had, probably had it longer. Yeah. I don't allow people to say, um, you know, it was the poor people who elected Donald Trump. The working class, it's not. <laughs> you know, I don't allow people to, to even say working class. I'm like, you mean white? <laughs> That's what you mean when you say working class. You're talking about white. You're not right. talking about anything else. At the average, Trump voter makes seventy thousand dollars a year. That's not poor. <laughs> okay, that's no. that's not poor. I don't allow people to say, you know, uh, black people black people didn't turn out and vote for Hillary Clinton. Okay, you can say that, but your next sentence better be, let's talk about the voter suppression that happened, and, and just say, that better be the next sentence out of your mouth. Yeah, you know, the fact that the Voting Rights Act was taken away, and because the Voting Rights Act and all these barriers were put in between black people voting. And the actual ballot box that better be the next sentence out of your mouth. I don't. I don't allow stuff like this. It's That's like, what I do. It's I don't like allow stuff like for that. a year and a half, however long he's been in office. The media, who made this guy? Like I said before the election, I said it's like I, I used to say this on stage, you guys. <laughs> I said like it's like they made it's like Trump was. Uh, a gremlin because somebody fed him after midnight. Right. They fed him at 11.59 and he was cute before. It was cute. It was never cute for right. me. It never was. It wasn't it was cute never, to me either. It was never cute for people who actually cared about the country and the, the esteem you have for the office. Regardless of how you felt about most presidents before mm-hmm. Trump, it's like respect, this guy's kind of an idiot. Like Bush is, you know, Mm-hmm. I don't like this shit, but I got to respect. Like, it's like we've lost that, and there's no respect. Like, I really don't have – I'm really disappointed in this country, and as a black guy, a black person. I'm disappointed in white people. I'm just – well, when I say the country. I'll see myself I mean, out. By the country, you mean <laughs> – And it's like the media – we've been trying to do collectively this autopsy from that election for over a year and a half, and I'm, I'm tired of it. But the autopsy's never been real. It has been for some people, Ta-Nehisi Coates. We know that people like that. People in our world have been willing to do the, willing to do. But even again, our allies, right after the election, I remember um, uh, Howard Feynman, who is a fantastic writer and stuff like that. Immediately after the election, Kornheiser joint. Being on Kornheiser's yeah. show, but he writes now for I think he went back to writing for the Huffington Post, or he's back contributing for CNN and MSNBC, I believe. Right after the election, it was about. Poor people in um, in Pittsburgh. Well, the reason why he would say that is because that's where he's from. He's from that area, so he can't say that the people he knows who voted for this are racist. He can't bring himself to do that. There was a there was a there's a black guy who's on who's on the news here with Wendy Rieger. Okay. Um, they oh. they co-host together. Yeah. He's on Kornheiser's show a lot, and he flat out told him he was like, "No, Howard." It's it's racism. Yeah, white people picked. Right, this was the day after the election. It was like white people picked racism. That's what you did. 
He was like, listen, you can you can be upset. I'll still be your friend. But that's the simple truth of it. Howard couldn't accept that. He couldn't accept that. He couldn't accept that. It has evolved in Howard's mind now. You will now hear him call Donald Trump racist. But for months, you couldn't even call Donald Trump racist. You still can't. But then you still can't call his supporters racist. Nope. You'll say, well, he's racist. But they were backed yeah. into a yeah. corner it's economically. Like, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. these are good people. Right. These no, are good not. people. And it's like, it, it's become good so tired. people watch Jews get taken away to concentration camps. Good mm-hmm. people watch Japanese Americans get taken away to concentration mm-hmm. camps. And still make excuses for it. It's just like... <laughs> By good people, I mean not good people. <laughs> you mean bad people. We keep yeah. watching it happen. And it's like, <laughs> they let this happen. And I don't need this autopsy of the election of what's happening to America because I we know what it is. Mm-hmm. Most people know I mean righteous God doesn't sound like a fucking asshole. Righteous people know what the rash rational people mm-hmm. know what's going on. It is racism. Mm-hmm. And call it what it is. Yeah. And let's I don't know what the fuck we can do. But. Nothing. Well the first thing you have to be willing to do is is label what it is, but we've never been willing to do that, right? Ever. That's why I said, and people tried to come at me on Twitter about it. There's no Me Too movement for racism in this country. No, there's not. That's what I mean. The reason why there's no Me Too movement for racism in this country is because you can't even get people to agree on what racism is. Yeah, you just can't. You can't get that. So yes, you can have a. Everybody knows what's happening to women is horrific. Okay, if you if you don't believe that these things are happening to women, you're just out of your fucking mind. You're just crazy. That's you're a crazy person. You're out of you're out of your mind. And then the women of color are getting left behind too. And it's right. the same thing. It's like listen to women, not those women, not right, right. us first, not right. Lapita, yeah, right. Some So if you if you say that, but if you, if you say but when it comes to racism. What what were we what were we just talking about? Well, in the comedy industry, you know, white 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 men are just being left. No, they're not. That's not a real thing. I you know, there's racism in the industry. No, there's not. You can't get people to agree on it. They just they won't. They they won't. They want. Hey, you think that's racist? No. No. Donald Trump's racist, right? Oh no, he's not. No, no. I mean, I don't know what's in his heart. You can't get people to agree on it. They just, they won't, it doesn't matter what he does, what he says, it, you know, he's a birther, that's pretty fucking racist. No, he's not, he just wanted to know, you can't get people to, Yeah. so because of that, it's never going to end. It seems like we're at the point now where stuff that, like, we've talked about in private, mm-hmm. oh, we talked about, like, white men being upset and whatnot, it seems like it's kind of become a, a fever pitch to it, to where... Mm-hmm people are now realizing that this is happening and like within the last five years and like doing doing eight years of your podcast five of doing mine where like talking to different people Mm -hmm. talking to specifically to people of color it's been this like disturbance in the force where like i'm tired of seeing these types of stories of just white people on tv Mm -hmm. or on movies and film and all that stuff and that's the default and this past Friday, I got to shout out this comedian, uh, Allison Klimp, who I guess th- there was a tweet about, I guess white men were complaining about not getting stuff. But uh, on March 29th, uh, comedian Allison Klimp, New York comic, said, 
if you on Facebook, if you think you lost a job because you're a white man, be a better white man. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, like, and all I did, like, I I liked it. I did a laugh emoji at the tweet, at the Facebook update, and just wrote, like, 10 fireball emojis <laughs> under it. But, like, that's the thing. Like, hey, just to be a better white man. Be a better white man. Be better. But you can't even tell them that what they're doing is racist, and you can't get the people around them to agree on the race, and they just, they won't. Yeah, because for the, the past two years, people have been coming up to me. Yo, white man, white, these white dudes. Did you hear what so-and-so said on this podcast? <laughs> and I've become the guy that people come to. Mm-hmm. And Randolph and Andy and Randolph in this situation is the guy that I go to yeah. when there's racial stuff to talk about. Yeah, Andy's more of the comedy business guru. Right. <laughs> but like you keep when and you like, I like why are these, these people are coming to me mm-hmm. and bring telling me these stories. Why one? Why am I that guy? But I don't know. I used to ask myself that, but at some point, it's just you just come to you, so it's yours to do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't mind. You don't have to do it. I'm humbled by it. Yeah, exactly. But I'm but come to you, so it's yours to do. But it's just like. But it's just like. Yeah, this is this is what's this is what it is, and has that really been a new thing? Like I've listened to. To people like black people that I know that like that I came up with that are starting to get success that complain why when am I getting my chance I'm doing this X Y and Z I'm doing this and then they kind of ascend to a certain level and then people are just like you hear you hear white men say well I guess I'm not this person so I guess right I'm not good enough or they point out the they point out the 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 one successful black person michael che you know or um michael che the other one <laughs> somebody, else. What's yeah. his somebody else what's his face <laughs> yeah they say well that person's there so shut up basically but they're already at that table i know that's like that's just the updated version of uh we gave you a black president so there's yeah. no racism you know right. it's like ali wong is there so yeah shut up Really go ask Ali Wong how she feels. Right. She's should go about to do a rom com with uh the homie from her show, Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. You know, well I'm sure somebody white is mad about that, as if there haven't been umpteen white sitcoms. And yeah. there ain't gonna be umpteen white more sitcoms. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that's gonna be a thing. You know, has there ever been a black bachelorette? Yes. There has been a black bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Has there been a black bachelor? I don't know. Yeah. But they did put one. Known. There's a show. I don't watch reality TV, but I do like this show on Lifetime called Unreal, which is basically a satire of, mm-hmm. but it's it's actors portraying the ro- different roles, and they had a black bachelor last season. Fun show. Trashy. I started seeing this one now, too, in commercials. Interracial couple. Yeah. How, do you, how does that make you feel, Randall? Interracial couple, <laughs> but... White guy, black woman. I'm seeing that yeah, a lot. Yeah, I've seen that a few times. I'm seeing that a lot. Colonized that by that. Yeah, I'm seeing that a lot now. White guy, black woman. Because that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't that doesn't defile the white maidenhood. Well, because the Cheerios commercial, people but lost those are their almost fucking like real. Yeah, exactly. Because the white maidenhood has been defiled. Yeah. And produced this beautiful little baby. With an adorable kid. Yeah. But it's so wrong. But yeah, then, he, yeah. But if you, but if, it's okay to have a black woman lay with a white man. But if you're into breeding, 
and you see the product of it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Hitler had it wrong. Maybe. Maybe. I never thought about that. Did Hitler have like, it maybe wrong? Maybe I had it wrong. Was Hitler wrong, guys? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if Hitler was right or wrong. That's this thing about like all all arguments are equal, like the Atlantic thing. They bring these people in to argue these sides. So you bring in, on the one hand, Ibram X. Kendi, professor of African-American studies, wrote the book, uh, uh, The Race Book, which is a definitive history of race in this country. And then the, the guy you bring in across from him, his counter, is just a white guy who's a ranter. <laughs> just a, <laughs> well, how come? Just a white guy who rants. Well, I got something to say here, guys. Right. So you just and you you pair them off against each other's equals. You put you put Jason Nichols on on television, right? Professor of African American yeah. Studies. He spent his whole academic career studying this. You throw him up against Michelle Malkin, Talking Head. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just a dissenter. Talking, She's a conservative columnist. A conservative columnist talking head who's out of her mind. She wrote, a, She wrote. if you write a piece defending Japanese internment camps, we're done. And you're Asian. Yeah, and you're Asian. Mm-hmm. We're done. I got nothing <laughs> for you. It's like even like talking about like even within the arts, I know we, I'm not to really, yeah, fuck it. Uh, Isle of Dogs. Uh, the Is West, this movie? The Wes Anderson on? joint. Right. Where it's like you're, it's supposed to be in Japan, and it's just a lot of shit going didn't on. No Japanese in, voices. Didn't he bring in Japanese people to make it authentic, though? They, you don't know the dialogue that they're saying. The dogs speak in English, but the Japanese characters they speak Japanese, but you don't know what they're saying. Yeah. you only know through context. And then the person that, like these dogs, have been. Uh, uh, exiled to this island yeah. because they have diseases or something and then there's this little Asian boy named Atari this Japanese <laughs> Atari 2600 yeah Atari 2600 is he a rapper is he part of uh, Japanese outcast he's just and he's a kid looking for his dog <laughs> on the island and he can't speak he's speaking Japanese but nobody can understand him okay and then Greta Gerwig voices a character who's a white woman mm-hmm. who is becomes the leader of this to try to do good and help the dogs. Right. And a lot of Asian people are rightfully uh, mad and it's, conflicted by. Yeah. 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 I get, Cause they have, well, he said it in Japan. I know there was an article about how he brought on some Japanese people to make it authentic, mm-hmm. but I don't know how many of them did voices. I think they yeah. were just consultants. Probably. Yeah. Um, was there a character called in television? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Perhaps so. Perhaps Coleco. And it's just interesting because, like, I think Wes Anderson is a very uh, talented filmmaker, but one of these writers, uh, one of these uh, women of Asian descent called him a cultural magpie. Okay. Which I thought was really funny. Like, he just takes whatever he needs and you don't really have any... And that's that's the... That gets into, like, what is the... Like, these days, people people put a lot more responsibility on a movie or a TV show mm-hmm. to represent that their particular interests yeah. across the board. And if you don't represent all of their interests, there's going to be someone who says, well, how come there's no trans people in Wakanda? You know? Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's, at some point, it's like, well, 
They this, tried with the gay storylines. Right. Mm-hmm. From this can't Black be Panther. everyone's. They did try that movie. This can't be. You talk about how how some of the women are gay. Questlove yeah. talked about that with the Roots years ago, and people were like, "I want you guys to do another jazzy album. How come you're doing this other shit?" And he's like, "We're since we're the only band, people want us to be every band, mm-hmm. and they want us to be like what we were on Do You Want More." And then some other <laughs> person's like, "Be more like Things Fall Apart." The next person's like, "Be more like Game Theory." Listen to those fucking albums. Right. Yeah, go back to those albums. That's why they made it. It's a record. Yeah. <laughs> it's a record, <laughs> it's a record for a reason. Got the album, it's brother. a recording. Wes <laughs> Anderson, <laughs> I think he could have, uh, provided he didn't just decide not to make this movie, mm-hmm. he could have maybe brought in more uh, Japanese people to do voices or... He didn't even have subtitles. Or, like, yeah, or, or script consultation. Right, me either. And apparently it's this great, great feat of stop motion animation. Yeah. But there would have still been people saying, well, he didn't include my interest. But it's like we were talking about with Killer Mike or any of these celebrities, like he's really good at it. Right. Like he's technically gifted at 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 his craft. Right. And that's where the rub lies in because you have you have these uh these writers saying he's really good and it makes you want to go home and hug your dog. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So like that's where the conflict is and you you can't be in this time period and not not look look into that say god well yeah. that's should i go period, see it yeah, yeah especially yeah, if you're yeah. trying to reach a particular audience of mm-hmm. younger people there this era demands it yeah because i came i like wes anderson i was on jl covan's podcast and defended his work and i came in on which one of his shitty movies did you defend i liked rushmore that's okay. a good movie i liked rushmore i liked one. fantastic mr fox bottle rocket is great Royal Tenenbaums, yeah, that's solid. When he called Danny Glover Coltrane, oh shit! <laughs> wow, that's one of those moments where you're like, wow, <laughs> really, Coltrane? But no, like I, I mean, he's I, as a film lover. I mean, he is talented, but then it's like you watch, you see something because when I saw the trailer, I was like, God, this looks good. People are gonna have a problem with this, right? You can, you, you know, just know it. You, you know just it. know, yeah. yeah. So. Mm. Y'all want to bring this one? Have you guys seen the LeBron Wow gif, by the way? Oh yeah, of him like getting like a tech or or not. He's talking to a ref. Yeah, and of course people were uh, were posting it all over Twitter. When you dot dot dot. Right. Here it is. When your mom tells you about all your chores. Some ref. He's like, wow, 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 wow. He said, wow, like 10 times. Yeah. Wow. Wow. There's like a bunch of O's on that wow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll bring it home. Uh, we're hour 10. That's we good. Go do a show. Ish. Yeah. Um, do some shows. Come see me this Friday at Town Tavern in D.C. That's tomorrow, 8 o'clock, I believe, at the uh, Town Tavern, Adams Morgan. It's a showcase show, D.C.'s best comics. Yeah. I'm on it, so. Or you, you can come see uh, myself, 945, DC Draft House, DC Improv Lounge, uh, Showcase Show, DC's Best Comics. Also DC's <laughs> Best Comics. <laughs> We're all doing all the shows. <laughs> DC's Best Comics. You, the best DC has to offer. You can, come, you can come see that. If you're in Pennsylvania, once again, Steel Stacks, the Arts Quest Ale House, 8 o'clock p.m., two drink, two laugh minimum show. Oh, uh, April 5th. What town is that? Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Bethlehem. right by the Sands Casino. Oh, are you going to go gamble after? I don't know. 
go gamble your money away? Just no, go I'm not going to do just, that. Just set aside like 50 bucks. <laughs> just going to go. Just go home. Find yourself a cheap uh, table, just like a $5 blackjack table. And I'll be ca- calling Andy. Andy, please pick me up. Yeah. You, maybe you'll meet a woman. You'll, you'll sidle up next to a woman next to you at the blackjack table. A you'll, woman. Yeah. You'll uh, you'll dazzle her with your stories of road a comedy. Woman who wants yeah. $150. Yeah. I almost thought I... The, I, the highest quality women are at the $5 tables. Yeah. I met a really hot woman... At a buffet, at the buffet in a casino, <laughs> like in Waterloo, New York. Fat boy Did shit? you guys start talking about the food? It's not fat boy <laughs> shit. They get. I had to eat. They give you. They pay you. <laughs> like I'm a fat guy. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna lose weight, and then you'll have to f- make fun of my neuroses or something. <laughs> All right. You met her in line. Well, okay, so I I did my set, okay, and uh, I was I killed whatever I did all I did all right. Of course you did. Yeah, I did all right. Yeah, it's fine. and then I get off stage, and I had they give you like a buffet card, a voucher. Yeah, and so you the line's long as fuck, and you're standing there, and this woman, middle aged black woman, she says, "Oh, you were funny. You're oh, really funny." So you're in you line with the me? audience for this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's awkward. Because they That's left. Like they horrible. left. The, Why did they do that to you? Because yeah. the headliner was still on stage. Oh, they came. They left. They the left the headliner after my, they left after my set. So oh, okay, all right. And people were coming up to me, and this woman was so like, funny. This woman was like, because oh, she was staring at me. I was like, why is this woman staring at me? Yeah. And she's like, you were the comedian. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was. He's like, oh, you were, you, you were funny. I was like, we left the other guy because he was being kind of racist. And I was like, oh. And then I was just talking to her, and then fifty. <laughs> Who was the other guy? No I think I told you. Names. I don't. I can. When you said he was being kind of racist, did you say wow? I was wow. like wow. <laughs> Come here often. <laughs> and then her da- her daughter came in line. Uh-huh. And her daughter was hot. She was hot. Okay, so yeah. she the daughter was how old then? Adult. Adult. Yes, daughter? because I I uh, through the conversation she mentioned that she had a master's degree, so I figured she was at least twenty seven. Okay. All right. She does at least be like, as if you're you're twenty two. If you're twenty two when you graduate college, you take two or three years, yeah, to do grad school. So she's like at least twenty five. And then, so you've met the mother now. You've met the daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've scoped out the food a little bit. You're you're in line. We still? were just still in line. We weren't we weren't even in because okay. it was like you had to get in to get in. You know, like you're in the line. Right. Then they actually let you in to get to eat. Yeah. Okay. Um. And we were just talking. And the daughter was really beautiful. Yeah. And uh. But then they're just like, good luck. And then they went and ate. And you're like, wow. Yeah. And I just ate it by myself. <laughs> so they, so you didn't get to. No, I didn't get her number. Get to sidle up next to them at the next table. They, like, she lived in Rochester. So. Oh, well, fuck so that. I'm going to fuck that. Grad, grad student from Rochester. Fuck that four hour drive. Yeah, I'll find a fry cooked local. Shit. So yeah. and then the, was the headliner, is that someone that you know? Was he racist normally? Well, he was doing crowd work that was kind of racist. I think he's like making fun of Asian people. That's what they okay. said. I didn't okay. listen. Right. Black guy over here is doing this and that. There's an yeah. Asian person over here. And it was kind of. Uh, what do you age? You can't drive. You can't drive. Is that what it is? Can't drive, huh? Yeah. Asians, huh? Right? Right, guys, huh? You know karate? You're going to beat me up? <laughs> nice. Right, Asians, huh? Yeah, I'm just funning. I'm just funning. Where are you from? Where are you from? I can't even pronounce that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't even. What's that, what's that accent from? What is that? What is that? For 45 minutes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Who's next? Who's next? And it's funny because a lot of people left within that time frame because I was eating 
and I was just like by myself, like kind of off in a corner. Of course, that's how we do. That's how, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> these people kept coming, like middle-aged white too? people <laughs> kept coming up to me and saying, "What'd you say? Were you making noise too?" <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm fat, but I have dignity. I don't. Gonna do I'm a not, fat. That's what I do when I eat. I'm not an <laughs> asshole about my shit. How many uh, dirty buffet plates were stacking up that they hadn't cleared though? Like that's got to be kind of. Oh, so, for me, it was yeah. just no. I just because they like they don't clear them all. You got to like stack them up on your table. They don't want oh, you to take I, dirty plates back. I didn't go too hard. Okay. I didn't go too hard. Uh, but it was pretty good, yeah. though. Good. Yeah. For Buff Casino. By the way, folks, tell you, we thought you were like, You were funny. You were yeah. really funny. And then they were le- the white people were being driven out by this headliner. Yeah. It looked like yeah. there were Trump voters that were like, hey, that was a little bit much. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, what are you from Africa? Where's your spear? Uh, uh, come on. Come I'm going to get some deep fried shrimp. I'm just funny. I'm just funny, guys. Yeah. That, it was It was weird. <laughs> we all need soft serve ice cream after that. Because yeah, like shows like that, I guess people, you've worked casinos before, like the mm. people just come in and come out. Yeah. So they, they, can kinda, they don't have when to they stay. Did, yeah, when the room's uh, probably paper. Which is probably better for the opener than the headliner mm-hmm. because the crowd is at least a little more focused. It was really big. It was like 800 people in there. Well, at the, at the start of his set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like the, more people started coming in. And it well, was the just, buffet line was so long, they're trying to eat their feelings. Yeah. They're like, oh, God, I got to get some. Sad because they lost. Give me some fried chicken and gravy. Jesus. But it's a good, it's a good gig, though. And now I heard that the gig is like even more money now. Oh, really? And they're doing like, but I was just like, hey, can you get me back on that kid? <laughs> well, are you going to insult our audience? Because that's the only way you I get did. booked. I did. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. Oh, you want to make less money? What are you, Jewish? Huh? Right. You, right, right. there. Huh? So, right, right. You get to the point in your career where you're, like, I feel like I'm at the point in my career where I'm a solid comic. Like, right. I can do the job. And you, you get to the point where you guys probably had that. Like, when you're, when you're working with people, when you were coming up at my level, and mm-hmm. then you're just like, you're killing like that whole Bill Burr thing, killing in obscurity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the headliner's like kind of a hack. Yeah. And you just do what you do. But he breaks out the guitar and he kills. No, he wasn't <laughs> even killing. It's just like, stuff. it's just like, uh, yeah, it's just it's a, just a weird place to be in. In some in some situations yeah. where yeah. it's like you're just like, and I'm not big in my, I'm not jerking my own self off, but I am, but I'm not. I don't know. Let's end this. <laughs> you can admit you're funny. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I'm funny, you guys. <laughs> it's okay. Objectively, Objectively, crowds have found you funny. No, yeah. Like most yeah. of the time, I don't, I don't bomb. <laughs> most of the sometimes. time. Yeah. Sometimes. All right, people. Okay. Sometimes. Chris is funny. He was yeah. funny on these podcasts. We want to thank him for sitting in yeah. with us. Always Thanks. Welcome. It's been a long time coming. I've been Always so welcome. so happy to. Uh, well, we, we we didn't have you on for a while because you weren't that funny last time. That's no. true. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so happy to be here. <laughs> Neglect my par- my elderly parents, and then do a podcast. So yeah, uh, yep. want to thank you guys for emailing us. We want to thank you guys for listening as always. I I don't know how our um our um. Money's looking on. Uh, we got it trickled up a little bit. I take a little bit out for. Got a couple going uh, home in May. Couple new patrons recently. Take a little bit out for this. For this Someone trip. Uh, increased their Randolph dollar always amount. tells what he's gonna do. Just, yeah. just. I just like the people to know that they're that they're. Uh, I'm about that we're to, living. We don't have a jet yet. If you guys we don't are have a jet yet, so take it up. I'm we don't go have get some chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> going, home, going home in May. I might use a little bit of the little bit of the cashola. See what it's in. See your family. Yeah, my parents' fiftieth wedding, fiftieth wedding anniversary. You gotta buy them. My, my you gotta parents, buy them a gift. They were married in sixty eight. 
yeah. Mine too. Yeah. In really? August. Yeah. So your parents are oh, hitting May fifty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty in August. What yeah. do you buy your parents for fifty? What is that? Is there a particular thing? The, uh, no, do they my, what I bought them was my family coming there. Oh, your presents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we bought them. Yeah. There's an, well, we'll talk about it off mic. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's great, man. I guess it's a silver anniversary, isn't it? Golden. Golden? It's golden. 25 is silver, right? Shit. Get something gold. My parents got married in 72, but then they got divorced. In like eighty nine. Oh, okay. My parents <laughs> you're, you're off the hook then. We're married in sixty eight uh, and they don't like each other. <laughs> you're off the hook uh, too. As far as buying something. Yeah. 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 Maybe you for you, your parents' gifts you should separate them so they're not in each other's presence. Yeah. Yeah. That's the gift. Take one out mm-hmm. for half the day and then take the other out for the other half. Yeah. Yeah, they'll both be thrilled with that. I'm in a weird it's weird being an only child. Here's the fifty more and they're like, nah. <laughs> but maybe that's the sitcom. Maybe. Yeah. All right, y'all. Come on back Monday. Patreons, you freeloaders, fuck you. Sign up. <laughs> get yeah, stronger. Yeah, fuck you, fuck guys. You, get stronger. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a thousand people just said, wow. You guys are like the rappers that are like, like you buy my album, you punk bitch. <laughs> wow. wow. We're three guys on. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Chris Lambert. We're three guys on. What? How, how are we going in this? Um, wow. Yeah, let's let's just let's just end it like that, you fucking freeloaders. Wow. wow.